From the remnants of Janus City comes a broadcast that will shake the Empire to its core. Rogue One Radio will discuss all things Star Wars and all things in the nerd culture in and out of the galaxy far, far away. Hello, folks. This is a special edition of Rogue One Radio. It is Monday, February 7th, and today is Star Wars Podcast Day. So we have a special episode for you uh, in celebration of Star Wars Podcast Day. Um, So the significance of February 7th is that today... 23 years ago, the very first Star Wars-related podcast was premiered. It was called Jedi Talk. And uh, I have never listened to that podcast. In fact, I was just mentioning to DJ, I didn't even know they had podcasts 23 years ago. But here we are, Star Wars Podcast Day, and uh, we're doing a special episode. And I think the rest of the Red 5 Network, or, or quite a few of them, are also doing a, a special episode. So uh, be sure to check those out as well. Uh, so check those out on, um, you can go to red5network.com uh, uh, and find all the other podcasts. But if you're checking out the Twitter, uh, go to Red 5 Network. I'm pretty sure they're going to be linking all of the shows that are going to be included uh, and there is actually a Star Wars podcast, a Twitter, uh, that will, I've, I think, is going to be linking us all. So, but then also you can, of course, check our Twitter, uh, and we will uh, be sure to try to retweet everybody, at least in the Red 5 network, that is involved. So, I'm here with uh, my co-host, DJ and Nicole. How are you folks doing? Hello. And so this, just to be sure, make sure everybody understands, this is not a regular episode of Rogue One Radio. We're still doing our live episode tomorrow, Tuesday night, where we're going to be covering the newest episode of Book of Boba Fett. But today, on this special episode, we are going to be talking about something very special. And like, what else are you going to do? To, to celebrate Star Wars Podcast Day, but talk about, um, let me get it pulled up, get the uh, opening crawl pulled up here for you, dun, 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 dun. and here we go. Thank you. 
All right. So, Spaceballs, <laughs> we will be talking about that 1987 <laughs> classic that uh, really should be canon in the Star Wars universe. Um, Nicole popped out for just a second, but she'll be back with us. So, yeah, let's... Um... <clears throat> Uh, first, uh, everyone knows that you know Spaceballs is a parody of uh, of Star Wars, and uh, written by the best parody maker I think of all time, mm -hmm. Mel Brooks. Definitely, uh, definitely. You know, uh, some of uh, Mel Brooks' other uh, work that he's done. Um, you know, History of the World Part One. Uh, I mean, history of the world part one um uh, there was uh blazing saddles and young mm -hmm. frankenstein uh yeah. silent movie uh robin hood men in tights dracula dead and loving it uh oh i, I mean, forgot about that one. Oh yeah yeah that, that was just i mean he's just uh he's made uh a genre almost all to himself of mm -hmm. uh of things that uh you know that he's parried and it's uh, absolutely amazing uh, the cool thing i i found uh while uh, looking into this movie was um you know they uh mel brooks when he wrote it he actually sent a copy of the script uh, to George Lucas for his approval, uh, since it borrowed so heavily from Star Wars. Uh, and uh, George Lucas was, uh, you know, said he was a fan of Mel Brooks, uh, loved Blazing Saddles, mm -hmm. uh, and Young Frankenstein, and or Frankenstein. Uh, it's Frankenstein. I've heard it both ways, um, <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah, and that uh, his only request was that they don't produce any action figures for the movie. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, so I thought that was a pretty cool touch that uh, that it, it got uh, Uncle George's uh, approval, yeah. approval uh, as well. So, yeah, and you know, yeah. Mel is still alive. Don't he's you? 90, he's ninety-five years old. He's going to live forever. He's got he's got to live long enough to do Spaceballs too. <laughs> yeah yeah uh yeah I, I i hope um i really do uh but yeah man uh so where where to start with where to start so okay very quickly overall like just overall not any specifics vespa what did what did you think of this movie this is a funny classic cult movie and i mm -hmm. Funny. It's witty. It's more witty than it is funny, which is why I like it. Do you remember when and where you were the first time you saw it? Probably at home, in my living room, probably really young. I mean, I know I was, like, really young. I wasn't a toddler, but I was probably, like, five or six, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Thankfully, my parents probably let me watch it. <laughs> I just remember I was young. <laughs> Do you remember Bark? I, I, I saw it in the I saw it in the theater. Okay, you're the cool one. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, uh, Dark Helmet? 
Oh man, uh, I saw it. Oh, probably, uh, probably in August. And it was right before school uh, started back, August of uh, 1987 uh, on HBO. Um, it uh, it premiered Did it in HBO that quick. Uh, it it came to HBO in June of 80, June 24th, I thought. Well, that, uh, was, that was the original release. No, was that the original? Yeah, that's huh, the original right. release. Um, now it didn't take long. It was it was only in the theaters for like six months, I believe, six to eight months, and then they pulled it out because they had other movies that. Yeah, it it wasn't a blockbuster hit. It was just one of those goofy that's comedies shit. that you know that. Uh, did not perform well in the theater, but you know when it came out on video, uh, everyone just flocked to see it, and that's you know the hence the cult classic uh, title. Um, so I, I believe it was like six months after. So if it came out in June, uh, it would have been December. So probably January of '88 or so is uh, probably when I saw it for the first time. It was a network premiere on HBO. And I know they made a big deal about it, um, but well, yeah. you know the only correct way to watch it is on VHS. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, I did have it on VHS. I did have it on DVD. I don't think I ever got it on Blu-ray, but you know, um, and I actually had to do some searching in order to find it on a streaming service. Uh, uh, it's on Prime right now. What's that? It's on Prime right now. Yes, yeah, I, I did find it on Prime, but it wasn't on Netflix, uh, which I had seen it there before. Uh, it wasn't on HBO uh, Max, uh, was not on Peacock, uh, was not on Paramount. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's about the extent of my streaming services, but I did find it on Prime. So I did get to watch it again this morning. Awesome. So, yeah. Uh, great movie, like we were saying. Mel Brooks is really a genius. He's got some really great right. ideas. With and, great uh, this was a great, fantastic cast. I know we'll get deeper into that with the likes and things, but it's amazing. Yeah. Well, I mean, we can just play this however we want to play it. The cast was great. You're 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 exactly right. I mean, they had some uh, some big names in there and some names that. Uh, you know, at the or point they didn't really like, like, uh, just for instance, the the girl that played uh, Princess Vespa, I did not know who she was. Oh, I did because so she was in a few other '80s movies, but she came to I came to know her beyond Princess Vespa as she was on Milrose Place as Daphne. Um, okay, so I yeah, I didn't watch Melrose Place, but <laughs> when the movie came out, she had only been in a handful of movies. Mm -hmm. And uh, the only one that, like, looking at the Wikipedia article on uh, on Daphne, the only one of these movies that she was in prior to uh, Spaceballs that I'd heard of, or that I have heard of, is Vision Quest. Mm -hmm. And she played a very small role in, in that film. Uh, but other than her, I mean, there were huge names in there. You had... Of course, or Bill Pullman and John Candy and Joan Rivers and Rick Moranis, uh, well, Dick Van Patten. At that time, Bill Pullman, though, wasn't 
known to us as he is now. You know, he goes now Brooks and his wife saw him in a, in a play and then had him come and be Lone Star. They wanted somebody else bigger like Tom Hanks or Tom Cruise. They couldn't get them. Both of them turned it down. And so yeah, right. went, hey, that's our Lone Star. And it worked right. out. <laughs> yeah, it worked out really well. I think he did. A, I think he did a great job. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, yeah. because because we had all those other bigger names coming already, and of course, my 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 personal favorite Barf, you know, played by John Candy, was already there. So I think they're and Rick Moranis. They're both two uh, at, amazing comedians, you know, during that time. And correct, it, correct. Wow. Yeah. And, and who can like, forget Dom DeLuise as the voice of the best character in the movie? Pizza oh, your favorite character? <laughs> <laughs> he's, yeah, he's pretty. He's pretty hilarious. Yes, that's a pretty cool. Long lost cousin of Jabba. <laughs> Is it Jabba the Hut? Oh wait, no, <laughs> Pizza the Hut. <laughs> uh, and then also, of course, we had uh, Michael Winslow. Oh yeah. Um who prior to that uh had done uh quite a few of the uh, police academy films. Yes. Uh as uh as Larvel Jones. And uh yeah, he was he was it was really cool to see him in here. I saw but, a really cool fun fact about him that he saved them over a thousand dollars. Because he could make all a lot of those sounds and things for them. That's cool. Yeah, I have him as radar. So imagine that. I mean, kudos. I cannot make all those really really cool sounds, but he can, and I just think it's right, amazing. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty cool. Um, yeah, uh, I guess like his his biggest one, uh, you know, was uh, Police Academy. That was 1984. Uh, he did the voice for. Uh, uh, or a lot of the voices for Gremlins in '84, uh, oh, uh, Police Academy two in '85, uh, three, uh, uh, three and four in '86 and '87, Spaceballs, uh, of course. Um, I'm trying to think if he did. Uh, I he's he's done other stuff since then. Uh, did some. Uh, uh, voice acting for some video games, uh, uh, Robot Chicken. Uh, mm-hmm. He was in, um, yeah. So it, it, he really hasn't been in a whole lot of uh, uh, full-length features, but uh, he, he's been around. And uh, I know he took a lot of time off to raise his kids. Um, he was on uh, America's Got Talent, I believe, last year, uh, and talked about that. That uh, you know he was uh, that he was still around uh, doing things, but now that his kids are all raised, uh, that uh, he was a- able to get out and do things the way that he wanted to do them. So thought that was pretty cool. A little backstory for uh, the radar technician, uh, second cousin twice removed for. Uh, Matt, uh, the radar technician uh, that became part of the First Order. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> now, now Rick Moranis, on the other hand, uh, was 
uh, at this point, you know, he'd been in quite a few films. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, he had already been in Ghostbusters. Little Shop of uh, That's right, Little Shop of Horrors. Um, he was in uh well his first feature film was Strange Brew, mm -hmm. um, which was a okay, so there was a there was a sketch comedy show based out of Canada called uh SCTV. Yes. Uh that was really big in the early eighties. And he was part of a, uh, a a sketch team of Bob and Doug McKenzie on that show, and uh, they decided that it was so uh, popular on that show that they did a movie of it, and that became Strange Brew. Uh, and I mean, I don't I don't know if you guys have seen that one, but that one oh, yeah. uh, that, that one's a pretty uh, pretty entertaining movie as well. Yeah, um, Rick Moranis and uh, Dave Thomas was. Uh... What right. was the other? Right. Um, so yeah, we had we had big name there. Uh John Candy, of course, he you know, that was uh you know, may he rest in peace. But um ah. yeah, he had done he had done quite a few movies prior to this one. Yeah. I mean, we could spend all day going through all of his films prior yeah. even prior to, to Spaceballs, but uh, the one, uh, the first movie I remember seeing him in was Stripes. Oh, that's a, yeah, that's a good, I don't know what came first for me, whether it was Stripes or Uncle Buck. I was too little, don't remember which one. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> he was also in National Lampoon's Vacation. Yes. Yep. That um, was yeah. uh, 1983. Uh, Stripes was 81. He was also in uh, Blues Brothers. Uh, 1941, he was in. That was 1979. That's probably the first one I remember him being in was 1941. Yeah. Um, uh, do you remember him in uh, Splash? Splash, Brewster's yeah. Millions. Brewster's Millions. That was Brewster's Millions was a good show. I like Rick I Moranis was also in that one as well. Yeah, and I... I I remember seeing his name on the cast list, but I don't remember the character that he played. Uh, I, I don't remember off the top of my head. Uh, I remember him being in it, uh, yeah. but uh, I don't, I don't necessarily remember all the character names that were in there. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, you know, uh, a lot he of was, uh, a lot both of them were in uh, little shop of horrors as well. Yep. Yeah. Um, that song's uh, gonna be sad rest of the day. Yeah, and then of course, uh, eighty-seven was uh, huge for uh, John Candy because he also did uh, planes, trains, and automobiles as well as spaceballs. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's had a he's had he he did have uh, a really great career. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, and we definitely miss him. What was the last movie he did? Wasn't it uh, Canadian Bacon? Yes. Um, that was yeah. actually a good movie. I liked that one. Well, uh, see, and that one was filmed in '93, but it only uh, it came out in '95. Yeah, after he'd already. Yeah. Yeah, he did Wagons yeah, East true. before that. Uh, yeah. I, I actually have not seen that one. Uh, he also did Cool Runnings, which was yes, he did. That was a good one. Yeah. Uh, and you know, uh, actually, one of my favorite movies. He didn't have a big part in, uh, but one of my favorite movies was uh, JFK. 
Yes. He had a small part of that. Dean Andrews. Yes. 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 Uh, yeah. He's had, he's had, uh, he's had a lot of work over his, you know, when you think about it, really short career. Uh, but yeah, a lot of really great characters in this film. Um, so why don't we jump into specific, you know, there's, there's going to be a lot of likes. So why don't we say like some of our favorite things about the movie? And let's start with, uh, Vespa over there. Okay. Hold on. My brain's like, well, which one do I go first? <laughs> um, well, Radar, going to go back to that. Loved him as a character. Loved, even if he was a supporting character, I loved his, the little cracks that he had with the, the wording of everything. Um, I love, oh, hold on. I, I got it. I got it. One of my absolute favorite moments. There's when Dark Helmet goes in front and he he's in front of the screens and one's for coffee and one's for the tv screen <laughs> i love that it's just i don't know why it's not the biggest moment yes. in, but it's the little details yes um, always have coffee before i watch radar you know that exactly and it's funny um i also liked um there here's another again another underrated probably moment but cracks it's it's not really funny, funny, haha, but um, they actually make a movie within a movie because he goes, well, he goes, well, I want to watch Space Boss. And then when they open it up, you can see all the other uh, Mel Brooks's movies that yeah. they had done to that point. And I thought that was small details, but that was that really made an impact. Right. So it's like, again, detail, you know, movie within a movie. Yeah. Uh, I love Barf. Barf. I loved him. He is my favorite favorite character uh john candy did an amazing job on him i love the fact that he got to you know control his little tail and of course there's additional puppetry happening to help uh characterize his ears and everything um i loved him um throughout this whole movie um dot was pretty witty i liked joan rivers as dot you know what i mean she's obviously the you know the counter to you know c3po but she brings her own uh wit to her uh so i'm just gonna say just a few because there's so many good ones i mean yogurt has good moments all of them have good moments but i don't want to steal them all, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah good stuff. so what about you dark helmet oh and don't forget the dolls that was funny. Oh, that was hilarious. No, I didn't see you playing with your dolls again. <laughs> I want me a Princess Vespa doll and a Dark Helmet doll. And be complete together. <laughs> All right, so we're, we're talking about likes here, huh? Yes, Dark yes. Helmet. Oh, jeez. I mean, how Dark Helmet in the movie played with dolls. Oh, I, yeah, uh, I just, I really... I, I wouldn't even. I don't know where to begin. Um, <laughs> some of the some of the more crazy, you know, the the things that uh, that I really enjoyed um, were were visual effects uh, or sound effects. Uh, so everyone knows that Star Wars movies all open up in space with a ship of some sort. 
Mm-hmm. So when we first get this ship and it starts to go across the screen and you wait and it's still going across the screen and you wait <laughs> and it's still there and it's still going across. And I'm like, I'm almost looking at my watch. How, you know, it's like, wow. And it just the, the play on that and the, the intricacies involved in you know, it, how do you how do you even come up with? All right, well, every Star Wars movie and up to this point, there were only three. Uh, you know, everyone shows a, a, a starship. So let's see, we're going to put a starship in here, but how do we make this funny? We're just going <laughs> to drag this sucker out as long as we possibly can, <laughs> and then to have the engines come up, and then it has a bumper sticker on it. We break, <laughs> we break. for nobody. Well, wasn't I it? Mean, wasn't it? It was a transformer that they used instead, right? Like a not like transformer, transformer the show, but like. Well, you don't know that till the end. Oh, <laughs> I thought that was the type of mega uh, made. Yeah. So I mean that uh, you know, and then it's uh, you know uh, other stuff. Even at the the opening crawl, to have the the. You know, and it's not, it wasn't quite the sound of like a E11 blaster from Star Wars, but it's just pew, 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 you know, it, it randomly thrown in there. I thought was just absolutely amazing. Um, you know, the uh, uh, how do you spoof the Millennium Falcon? You turn oh. it into a stinking Winnebago. A Winnebago with wings, and that was just, I, it looked homey just like the Millennium Falcon. It, uh, you know, it had all the comforts that you would possibly need. Uh, Barf's room was, uh, even had a fire hydrant in there. Uh, you know, it just, it, it, it had all those little small details were, were absolutely, you know, amazing in this movie. Um, you know, it's just, uh, you know, even the merchandise, you know, yogurt, when he opens up his stand (laughs) and it's got all of the, you know, space balls, uh, you know, space balls, the movie, uh, you know, uh, everywhere, the the flamethrower he had, but there was, uh, space balls, the movie towels, space balls, the movie toilet paper. I mean, it was just absolutely marketed, uh, you know, out the wazoo, and it's just it, it, and they had all this in place while they were filming the movie, and that just I that itself was just absolutely amazing that they went to all that detail to and have all these merchandising things that they could have you know, uh, available on set to just poke fun at itself. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's absolutely awesome. Uh, the pop culture callbacks that, uh, that the movie has, uh, is absolutely incredible, not just star Wars, but it goes after many different franchises. And I'm sure we'll get to that in a little bit as well. Steve, I don't know, what, what about you? Uh, what what well, uh, yeah. couple of favorite things? I, I loved the Winnebago. Uh, that was that was great. Uh, I loved the Dink Dinks. <laughs> yes. Um, and then a couple a couple of my other uh, favorite things about the movie kind of 
uh, carries over into what you were just mentioning. Uh, I loved the callback to aliens at the yeah. uh, at the snack at the diner. Uh, loved the uh, loved the alien doing his his little dance. That was hilarious. <laughs> that that may very well be one of my favorite things about the entire movie. Uh, <laughs> hello, my baby. Quick, <laughs> uh, please. Um, and then uh, at, at the end uh, of it, uh, I loved loved the reference to uh, Planet of the Apes because um, I I actually. I, I own on Blu-ray every Planet of the Apes movie ever made. I just I love that franchise, uh, old ones and new ones. I've got them all. Uh, so yeah, seeing those guys that was that was so great. It was like, what are those things coming out of their nose? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh shit! There goes the planet. <laughs> yeah. Um, just yeah. I just. Uh, See if I can think of something else. Um, the the fight scene between Dark Helmet and and Lone Star was was great. That whole that whole banter back and forth, that was great. Had some, I mean, there are so many, and we're gonna get to this. Uh, but there are so many, so many great quotes that came out of that movie. Oh yeah, uh, yes. which uh, I think brings us to well, no, that doesn't bring us to our next. Do you have any dislikes? That we uh, have falls to yet. Yeah, that's my only dislike. We, ha- we don't have a two yet. Um, uh, I, I don't know. It's uh, I, I again. I watched it this morning, and this to me this this movie will fall into the category of uh, movies they will never remake, uh, or or don't stand, uh, wouldn't wouldn't possibly be made today. Uh, a lot of the cultural references, a lot of the mm-hmm. uh, the humor, um, just uh, would not be accepted in uh, in today's society. Uh, even though they don't do it to hurt people, but yeah, they 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 do it just as mm-hmm. uh, you know. Uh, 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 I don't. I, I can, don't even want to say comic relief, but of, yeah, I can think of one scene you're talking about. And, uh, you're talking about from the desert. Uh, well, I mean, there, there's there, there's quite a few of them. I think that uh, that were in there. Um, you know, it's just I I, I don't know. Uh, it's uh, yeah. I, I just don't think that uh, it would uh, go over as well today. Um, uh, yeah, uh, my wife, you know, she's uh, six years younger than me and she just didn't really quite get it. And, you know, and I don't know if today, you know, if I showed it to like my 18 year old, she probably would turn it off in the first five minutes and just be like, eh, eh, eh. you know, just not her, you know, her type of thing. Yeah. Um, but she loves Star Wars, but I just don't think that I think the humor is way up there, and uh, today's uh, younger audience just won't be able to catch a lot of the things that that they were referring to or making jokes of. So, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, no, other I than that, uh, you know, it, yeah. I, it, it was it's it's a movie from my childhood. Uh, I'll absolutely love this movie. 
from here till uh, whenever. Uh, not really any uh, dislikes. Uh, I almost wish we would have gotten more callbacks to some of Mel Brooks's other movies. You know, I know we saw saw them on you know the VHS in uh, that are in the cabinet, but I would have loved to seen maybe a few callbacks while they're in the desert to say like Blazing Saddles. I or, think quote well, though, there is a blazing quote that does get said, but it's not like the, quote. Well, quote, the Blazing Sun is right, yeah. Uh, but you know, I, I think I would have liked to have seen a little more, uh, callbacks to some of Mel Brooks's other movies. Uh, you know, a, a character, uh, you know, that was uh, named, you know, Frankenstein or, uh, mm -hmm. Frau, I can't remember what her, Blucher, Frau Blucher, uh, you know, it's something like that, that would have just something from his other movies that just, you know, just would have made it a little more over the top, but I liked what we saw. I don't think we'll ever get a space balls too. Uh, but, uh, one Aww. can always remain hopeful. I think it's getting harder because now we have Mel Brooks up in his nineties and not to say that he wouldn't, but I think we're at a point now where it's going to get a little bit harder. To yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> You know, yeah. so and then you take that risk. Do we do it for the fans and risk that this could not, it might, may or may not be as good or it could be yeah. as, you don't know. Yeah. So it's a risk if they ever shall do it, they shall take. But I mean, and they yeah. even reference that even in the movie, you know, uh, Spaceballs, you know, making more money or whatever it's yeah, called. Spaceballs 2 uh, yeah. in search of more money. Well, and yeah. I heard that Rick Moranis did approach Mel Brooks years later, like, you know, Spaceball 3, you know what I mean? Looking for Spaceballs 2, you know? But, again, we're, we're no longer, it's no longer the 90s. I mean, the last, the last movie he directed, uh, you had mentioned earlier, it was one that I had forgotten, uh, DJ, was Dracula Dead and Loving It, and that was 1995. Yeah. So it's been a really long time since yeah. he's directed a movie. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I mean, it'd be great, to, but but to your point, it may not be as good. So maybe it's good that we don't have a sequel. And I mean, and he did a great job. He was a good, you know, as a director. He also starred in this. Uh, he was in this movie twice. He was yogurt and President Scrub. Screw, Scrub. Scrub. Um, which of course he had oh he had <laughs> uh with yogurt, he had an issue with his makeup, just like almost like what they did with Wizard of Oz with the 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 type of makeup and stuff uh yeah. he had with just like they did in Wizard of Oz, which was I'm like yeah. uh, Well, I mean they did parody Wizard of Oz in this movie, so yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. That uh, they, they did parody Wizard of Oz. Yeah. So I, it's uh, you know, Dot Matrix would be the uh, Tin Man, Barf is the Lion, Lone Star is the Scarecrow, and Vespa is Dorothy. Well, but what I'm saying though is that this was a real life actual issue. It wasn't just like a parody. Yeah. This, this what actually happened. You know, like uh, originally uh, for mm -hmm. the Tin, the makeup had issues with the original actor, and then this time around with Mel Brooks, except it was not silver, it was gold. <laughs> 
So yeah, it caused issues, which makes sense. So, but, but no, really good, great, great characters, you know, that he played, you know, I loved it when they, oh, that was something funny when they, he came down and he could have simply just walked over to the office, but you know, but then he gets there and why didn't nobody tell me my fun yeah. is big? I'm just yeah. like, why somebody tell well, me my ass was so big? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so as I mentioned, there there were a ton of great quotes uh, from this movie, uh, but we we had mentioned we wanted to uh, discuss some of our favorites. Um, I, I think you mentioned earlier three, but I I really don't know. More than three. Okay. I just happened to throw out three. Okay. Well, I mean, there's. There's so many. Uh, most of mine are actually from uh, from Dark Helmet. So I, I don't. Ah. Know. There's a lot of a lot of really funny ones, and then uh, yeah, there's. I mean, there's so many great quotes from this. So uh, why don't you go ahead and and list a couple of yours, uh, Nicole? Vespa. Vespa. <laughs> yes, okay. So from Michael Winslow as Radar, we've got. And I'm going to do the best I can. He can do it way better. Check out Spaceballs to see him do this in action because he even adds more. He says, I've lost the bleeps, I've lost the sweeps, and I've lost the creeps. And in the movie, it's just so funny because he adds all those additional things, all the additional sounds when he's doing it, and it's just, it's just funny. And it's him. I think it's both him as the character and him as a person because I'm just like, you can just kind of see it. <laughs> Um, my other one, I bar for John can uh, played by John Candy. He goes, I'm a mog, half man, half dog. I am my own best friend. Oh my <laughs> God. I love Chewbacca. And, and for this one, of course, go figure. I love Barf just the same. And he's just, I love that. I'm my best friend. And I'm just like, can I just give you a hug? Cause that's just, um, this was just funny because also Princess Best Spy, I got to mention it. My hair! He shat my hair, you son of a bleep! <laughs> and guys, though, it's the reaction. Because you watch Lone Star, you watch Barf, and they're like, whoa. She goes, <laughs> you know what I mean? That was pretty good for Rambo. Right. They weren't expecting it. I think that's what makes that moment for her funny, as well as when Sher and Dot. I don't have a quote for this, but when her and daughter are in the um, are in the vehicle, and it's at the beginning, we we're we've already met her, but she has Princess Leia buns, right? Yes. The Leia buns actually headphones, which I would love to have a pair of Princess Leia headphones, okay, uh, with the buns. But she, I love that moment too. I can't remember word for word what was going on, but I love the fact that she was. It was again not a quote, but it was just her doing it. It was just like, okay, those are the moments. These are the things we're going to remember because even if some of the other humor is a little offsetting in today's society, um, that was not. It was just classic. Don't ever mess with a girl's hair, anyways. Seriously, which I think is also a nice reference, also to Leia and to technically to Padme, because they're both very much about. Well, if you watch them, you know, hair is somewhat of importance in space galaxy. <laughs> Don't mess with the hair. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what so, about so one of my favorites? 
comes from Darth Helmet, or Darth yeah. Helmet. And he says, so Lone Star, now you see that evil will always triumph because good is dumb. <laughs> hey, Dark Helmet, would you agree? Yes. <laughs> Without question or hesitation. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, another, another one of my favorite quotes is from uh, President Scrooge, uh, which is, so the quote itself isn't like terribly funny in and of itself, but when you remember a conversation from just a few minutes prior to that, where the, the quote is amazing. That's the same combination I have on my luggage. <laughs> and uh, just a few minutes prior, they were talking about how uh, the, well, the combination they were talking about was like, one, <laughs> yeah, two, four. That's the kind of combination an idiot would have on his luggage. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Uh, hey, you, uh, Dark Helmet, what are some of your favorite quotes? I am your father's brother's nephew's cousin's former roommate. <laughs> but what does that make us? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> So yeah, that's uh, I, I I love that Can, you know because everyone expects oh I, I am your father he's he, yeah they he, he's been searching for who his family is and uh, Lone yeah. Star has and uh, so you you almost expect the uh, I am your father uh, line there uh, and it, he just absolutely surpasses that so uh, <laughs> that was uh, that was amazing. Um, uh, another one was uh, from Barf, uh, where he says, "Look, your highness, it's not that we're afraid. Far from it. It's just we got this thing about death. It's not us." And <laughs> you know, and it's just—I mean, it's like, wow, that's uh, so so well delivered. Um, uh, another ironic one: uh, Dark Helmet uh, says, "So at last we meet for the first time." <laughs> for the last time and you know it just it, it, they kind of stop and look and yeah it's uh so much fourth wall is broken in this movie it's uh it, it just makes it great uh and then i'm gonna give one last one and uh this was actually uh done from uh the minister uh since Pr princess vespa was uh Supposed oh. to be getting married. Oh and, gosh, I know which one he's going to mention. I love this one. He's a, excuse me. I'm trying to conduct a wedding here, which has nothing to do with love. Please be quiet. And, <laughs> yeah, that's one of my like, favorites too. Oh, that was <laughs> that was that was uh, yeah. Uh, her second attempt to marry uh, Prince Valium. Oh, <laughs> not bad. Oh, you know, man, which which was a great character because they stole the look right from Prince Valiant, and yeah. he was always yawning and sleepy, just like Valiant makes you do. <laughs> so you know, it's uh, it, it it was yeah. The thought, great. the great. thought process involved in just the details uh, is remarkable. Oh. Uh Vespa, did you did you see my birthday shirt? I don't think you were online when I when I showed it off. I'm having a technology issue. Ooh, your Boba Fett. Oh, sweet! I like the slave one inside. I like all the details. Very cool. That's really cool. 
Yeah. So we've got a uh, we've got a giveaway we're gonna do. Oh yeah. Oh, hold on, we haven't. We're not done yet with quotes. Oh, we're not. What do you mean? I thought we were done with quotes. Yogurt quotes yet. Oh. Uh, well, we got some a doozy. Do y'all want to do it, or you want me to? I can. You can do it. He doesn't look Jewish. <laughs> well, you know what? Hold on. I, let me throw in a few more. <clears throat> John Hurts, aliens. Oh no, not that again. <laughs> yeah. Um, God willing, we'll all meet again in Spaceballs, the search for, for more money, yogurt. But our favorite, or my personal favorite, may the Schwartz be with you. May the Schwartz be with you, yes. I see your Schwartz is as big as mine. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it when I get my Schwartz twisted. Now, I'm just curious because we haven't yet even talked really about there is a lot of references. We talked about, you know, Planet of the Apes. We talked about, you know, aliens. There's that um, perspective there, too. I want to throw out and I don't know if this was done on purpose, but there is a moment where Barf and um, Lone Star are carrying Dot and Vespa through the desert. OK, and sand. And all I can think of now in modern day is how much Anakin, okay, so this is obviously before prequel, so this was not done on purpose, but like now in hindsight, it's like, how did they know that that was coming? Because Anakin hates the sand, and they're carrying him through the sand. <laughs> again, small details, things that, again, that hadn't even, the prequels hadn't even come out, and I think about it, but isn't that interesting that that had happened beforehand? Um, We've caught a few things. Of course, Vespa is a name that comes up now in Book of Boba Fett. Um, DJ, you actually, sorry, Dark Helmet, sir. You actually caught something early on in the Book of Boba Fett that is that is also in Spaceballs that you have mentioned. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The That's coming of the desert. Place. Yeah. What yes. was that? Yeah. I, I I forgot about uh, that uh, that aspect of it, and but yeah, and I'm sure it's not a. Uh, I mean, maybe maybe it was a reference to Spaceballs, but I, I saw it and I immediately thought of Spaceballs because uh, it looks like that there's a giant comb that there that's right there in the middle of the desert, and I'm like, what in the world? Oh, they're combing the desert. <laughs> <laughs> It does make you kind of wonder, though, because we do have Vespas all of a sudden, and there just seems to be little things hidden away. We know that Star Wars is known for all of its Easter eggs, so I think it's just really interesting that we've kind of gotten some Spaceball references within Book of Boba Fett, whether they meant to do it or they didn't, yeah. but I think mm -hmm. they kind of did it on purpose. Very, very possible. Yeah. Any yeah. other y'all can think of? Because, I mean, Planet of the Apes, which is really cool. Oh, the Millennium Falcon, of course, makes its appearance. It's made its own cameo with the diner scene. Oh, yeah. I missed that one, I guess. Yeah, thank you, George Lucas, for liking Spaceballs even beforehand. And, you know, of course, letting his, you know, I was the ILM come in. And they, yeah, the Millennium Falcon is in. The diner scene. If you look, it's outside. It's in through like the windows and stuff. Oh, I'll have to check it out again. Now he's like, "Wait, I gotta go back." 
I gotta go back and watch that. Wait. And invite your eighteen year old daughter to watch. Maybe she'll maybe she'll sit down and enjoy it. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. But yeah, it's uh it's getting close to uh time to uh wrap up this one. Uh but mm -hmm. we did have a giveaway that we wanted to uh mm -hmm to partake in so uh nicole what's the details on that okay yeah. so a couple different ways that you can get in on our space balls giveaway one you have to like this video and leave us a comment and two i have a trivia question that you also must answer okay the trivia question is which variety show was allowed by George Lucas to show off Star Wars characters before the movie came out. Please DM us at Rogue One Radio on Twitter with your answer. Please do not leave it in the comments or we will delete it. Please DM it to us on Rogue One Radio in Twitter. And that Ooh. is the question. Special extra credit goes to anybody who subscribes to our yeah. YouTube channel. Yeah. Oh, and to our Patreons, too. Oh, exactly. Yes, we do have a Patreon. Uh, so just look us up, Rogue One Radio, on Patreon.com. And, uh, yes, we would absolutely appreciate your uh, support there. No, uh, no, no uh, amount... Uh, on there is is too small yep. so please like this video drop a comment dm us with the answer we'll actually make an announcement on february 15th which is our final review of the book of boba fett yes all right uh and of course be back on our youtube channel uh tomorrow night tuesday and um check out all the red five podcast and make sure you check out all the other uh podcasts that are doing special editions for uh star wars podcast day and as always may the force be with you may the schwartz may be with you yes may the schwartz be with you yes